Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Our mid-month episode featuring Breaking Beauty news, what products we're loving and not so much, plus insider celebrity hair and makeup tips. And the trends that are blowing up our DMs, we've got the hot takes coming right up. Whoa, Carlene, are you growing out your hair? Why, yes, I am, Jill Dunn. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. But you know what? You actually have to feel this. Ooh, I'm copping a feel. This is very, very smooth. I did not get a blowout. I am DIYing, but I am trying a new line that was under the radar for me. It's by Giovanni Cosmetics, and it's called Too Chic Blackberry and Coconut Milk Repairing Shampoo. I'm using the conditioner, and I'm loving the leave-in conditioning and styling elixir. And what does it do? Is it for damaged hair or what? Well, how did you know, Jill? Yes, it's for damaged, overprocessed hair like mine that's been bleached a million times. And I kind of dig this purple packaging. It's very retro, like a little bit 80s in the best way. Yeah, 80s are back, baby. So it's kind of a surprise that it combines the best of science and nature. The formulas are sulfate, paraben, and phthalate-free. It's also Leaping Bunny certified. Totally cruelty-free then, too. Yeah, that's why you buy it at Whole Foods instead of at a salon. Really? It looks looks like and feels like salon quality. I'm telling you, zero frizz, no static. I can run my fingers through my hair. This is good stuff. Hella shiny too, I just have to say. So now we've got your holiday hair sorted. Let's get on to today's episode. Okay, here we are, everybody. We are here. We're a Breaking Beauty podcast, and the year is almost out, and we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. Carlene, when are we back on the mic? Um, January 9th. In today's show, we are looking back at the year in beauty, the year that was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, what a year it's been. We're doing the best beauty moments of the year, the highs and the lows. Who's winning? Who's canceled? We're going through all of that today, and we have some kick-ass guests in the house with us. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Noisy guests. So first up, we have Grace Lee. Hi, Grace. Hi. So Grace is the lead makeup artist for Maybelline New York here in Canada. She is the key makeup artist for the shows at New York Fashion Week. Celebrities like Adriana Lima and Gigi Hadid are like on her Instagram on the regular. Yeah. Hello. What else would you add to that? <laughs> I do tons of editorial yes. and big campaigns. And um, you might see me on national shows like city lines oh yes yeah, yeah. city right? line i forgot your city line gig and we also have kathleen with us kathleen newman brimag did i say that yeah, wrong newman brimag yeah, okay got okay it. i got it kathleen is a former tv producer from the social for six seasons right yeah mm-hmm. and many people may know the social definitely here in canada but for our american listeners it's kind of like the view but way cooler <laughs> and, yes 
That's the and, best description. And Lainey Gossip is one of the panelists. I know tons of people uh, read Lainey from all over the place. And um, Kathleen, you're just starting a new job though, right? Yes. I'm also a writer for Lainey Gossip. Oh, that's right. Kathleen on Lainey Gossip. That's me. Oh, yay. Um, and yeah, I'm starting a new job at Refinery29. Just launched their uh, Canada outfit, yeah. let's say. Um, and I start that on Monday. What so- are you going to be doing? I am uh, the only staff writer. Oh, cool. oh my God. Oh, every that's byline amazing. will be like, my Kathleen, my Kathleen. <laughs> yeah, the staff writer. The staff writer. Yeah. The, yeah, the rest is freelance. There's a lot of great freelance writers. That's but yes, awesome. Yeah. So like cool think time. pieces, like what do you... Yeah, what do you all think? of it. All of yeah. it. Beauty, fashion, think pieces, politics, women's issues, all of it. And she's pretty too. Yeah. I know. Go yeah. Right. Oh my God. Like, everyone at this table is pretty. <laughs> but now you I'm guys... A, I'm not feeling so pretty today, I have to be honest. I was going to say, you guys bonded last night, did you not? Well, um, I probably should have been at home preparing for this podcast. I was not. I was quite happy that this start time was 11 a.m. today. Um, Yes, we went to the launch of a new spirits brand. It's called JCB. Mm -hmm. Jean-Charles something. Jean-Charles, a Frenchman who was the most charming human I've ever met. Legit. He was wearing a brooch. Let's just start there. Incredible. But he's straight, apparently. Oh, yes. He's got some game for sure. He ran that game on me. I was like, Hi. (laughs) Yeah, it was at this really cool place, like almost like a speakeasy called co- what, Cocktail. Oh, what is it? Coffee, champagne, oysters. And cupcakes, uh, oysters. Something oh, gosh, we should know this. Coffee, it was very oysters, cool. champagne. Yes. Yes. If you've ever been to a Prohibition bar in New York, yeah. it's like that, where you just oh. think it's a regular storefront, and then they lead you into this okay. wine okay. cellar, which opens up into this back room, and then it's this whole bar. They're oh like, here, God. let's show, uh, show you guys our champagne closet. And you're like, oh, this, where is everyone? And then like they just pull one of the bottles, and a fucking oh my door God, opens. Oh, my God, a trick door. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing and no social media was allowed inside yeah so. how is it you were texting me because you're like they confiscated our phones I, I went and meanwhile bathroom. you're texting what? me I'm like oh, you got your phone <laughs> I, put, I stuck it in my oh. pocket in the mo- and but then, why are there no phones allowed I, just, I think because well yeah. we just they don't want people to know I think all of the tricks are I know we just and they have it, they have uh, an on staff um, magician everyone's like how is he doing this and I was like the only answer is that he went to Hogwarts and he's married. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only answer much fun was had and um, I needed all the concealer this morning okay Okay, so we're going to get rocking with some topics. So we wanted to start with the, probably the most defining beauty moment of 2018. Yeah. First up, we're going to talk about Meghan Markle. Yeah, the wedding day. Okay, yes. so <laughs> it was sort of heralded as this like counterpoint to Instagram makeup, fresh face. What did you guys think of it? Well, as a makeup artist, yes. uh, I also did Meghan Markle quite a lot when yeah. she lived in Toronto. Yeah. So we have a relationship. But she is... Just the loveliest human being. And yeah. um, and I saw that firsthand before she was a royal. Like, mm. she was on suits, and she was so kind. And one thing that I always remember about her uh, when doing her makeup, we always had the best time. Laughed, giggled. Mm-hmm. She has the best sense of humor, but she loved her freckles. Right. So when, I mean, I was obsessed with that whole wedding. Yeah. and. Seeing her come out with just like such the most freshest mm-hmm. face makeup that you could do for yeah. a bride with millions of people watching, I think it was refreshing yeah. mm-hmm. um, that you actually got to see her freckles. It made her look younger, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think years from now, when she looks back, she's, you're just going to see her. I know that people 
think that she could have done a little bit more. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about Megan in general. I love that wedding too. Like I was crying. Yeah. I was very, very into the entire thing. Yes. Yeah. I thought she looked gorgeous, but I just tend to want to defend Meghan Markle in general because I feel like there's so much horrible things said about her. There's so much judgment passed mm-hmm. at her and the people that were like she could have done more if she had done more they would have said she should have done less yeah, like exactly. I just think that she gets so much hate for no reason yeah. so I just want to defend her in general like the dress I didn't love it at first and then I was like you know what? I'm just gonna defend her yeah. because yeah. <laughs> I love her and I think that she's great and I think she looks be- she looked beautiful and mm-hmm. that's at the end of the day yeah on your yeah. wedding day you want to look beautiful and look like yourself yeah um, and but I thought I she think did it's, I, I think it's such a statement though because so many young girls do go you know the literally princess on her wedding day, you know, right. girls, yeah. young girls look up to this. So I think that message about embracing your freckles and not covering it up, like it's just so powerful. And I feel like that's why it was the defining moment of 2018 and in, in a beauty sense. 100. You know? But when you think of her as a whole, I mean, her dress was so simple. Her hair was so simple. Mm-hmm. It would have looked really strange if she did like this over glam makeup with mm-hmm. such a, like, a simple dress mm-hmm. and I think her whole take on that day was just it was she didn't want to outshine anybody it was it was just her like yeah, yeah there was a really it, interesting piece in the New York Times actually after uh the wedding that talked about the dress and her the simplicity of it and mm-hmm. just that Megan was kind of making I mean the New York Times took it to a level where she was making a feminist statement by being like this wedding isn't about the glam and the glitz and about me. Mm-hmm. This is a bigger thing. This is about mm-hmm. our love, let's say. This is about, you know, a biracial woman joining the monarchy, which is the British monarchy, which is massive. Huge. Mm-hmm. It's, Huge. It's, and it's like how black that wedding was and yeah. how much of a celebration of her and who she is truly it was is that, you know, she toned down everything else so that we would pay attention to the important things. Mm-hmm. For sure. So true. And yeah. I feel like anyone that comes for Megan, I will come for you. Oh, me yeah. too, so girl. We rolling up. I mean, rolling I, up. I know it's like a personal thing, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we, I, yeah. I just, it's, it's, it's something I am very protective yeah. of just because I know, I'm not saying like I know who she is, yeah. but I, I know a side of her that maybe a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know. And yeah. she is a good human. Yeah. I think she was just able to like really shine in that moment, even for though sure. there was such a shit storm around her yeah, at sure. the time. And props so. to Daniel Martin. who mm-hmm. yeah. We also have to talk about one more thing regarding yes. Meghan Markle. And that was your Daily Mail. You were in the Daily Mail. I was. Can you please explain what happened? I Honestly, I was having dinner with my family and my friend texted me and she said, you are in the Daily Mail. And I almost choked on my (laughs) glass of wine. And I I literally said, I'm sorry, I'm seeing this for the first time. And And I'm dying. I thought she, she I thought it was a joke. Honestly, I really thought yeah, it, looks it like was a, a joke article. So, yeah, like, it was a total clickbait. Kathleen, can you explain what you're looking at? Right oh, now? my gosh. The people can please. Know. Just read the headline. Please. Can I can I bring you in this with me? The headline is how stars like J.K. Rowling and Keira Knightley have a little beauty secret. They end up looking uncannily like a mirror image of their makeup artist. And yep. then there is a split. Yep. Side by side. Yep. Of Grace and Megan, of J.K. Rowling and her makeup artist, Charlotte um, Tilbury, um, Keira Knightley, and who's that? Isla, Isla Fisher. Eldridge. Isla Fisher? Oh, yeah. Isla and Fisher. then Isla yeah. Fisher with her makeup artist. Oh, my gosh. That's the yeah. funniest thing I've ever seen. Also, can we just point out that can you look just... nothing like Megan Okay. Martin. Also, can we just point out 
it, it's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's the funniest uh, thing. I mean, and there's also a backstory because when Megan, um, when they announced that she was dating yeah. Prince Harry, um, she only followed maybe like 150 people on yeah. Instagram. And I was one of those people. Yeah. And I was also all over her Instagram feed. Yeah. So... I, the amount of Daily Mail request interviews that I received were insane. To my agency, to myself, um, do you want to be in a BBC documentary? Do you want, like, all, can we get a quote from you? And I declined all of them. Of course. Um, And the fact that they write this and put my picture up and then get all this information from probably my agency's website on like my uh portfolio or background but it it almost sounds like they interviewed me for it and I didn't give them that's known in the biz as a right around I guess (laughs) but you know they're like well and then they give all this background of like how I started and how long I've been doing makeup and I'm like you just so weird it's so weird I find it really strange I also just want to go off on Daily Mail for a second because they've written some of the most racist and ridiculous things about Megan so like Mm -hmm. this is is hilarious and stupid Mm -hmm. but they've also really contributed to just the onslaught of bullshit yeah Megan's had to deal with so mm-hmm. for sure fuck it's just yeah clickbait. <laughs> they, they real yeah it's just clickbait and yeah and it's 100 like, and it's like they know exactly what they're doing it's like a machine so like, many of my like, friends like send me the do you know that you're in the daily now <laughs> <laughs> like one I'm full 100% Korean and she's like half black half white and I mean okay fine our oh makeup God. kind of I mean, it no, no, yeah. no. no. There's that. and they not just... for anything. But the other makeup artists and the celebrities in those photos, yes, they kind of do look like them because they have the same like red lipstick sure, on right, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But come on, that was a real that was a stretch. reach. Yeah, yeah that was a reach 100%. for sure. Yeah. Okay, so and Megan, I, sorry, one last thing about it. about Megan, I will say that um, as a black woman who like I've grown up looking at fairy tales and crying at rom-coms and all that stuff, which is like perpetuates things that we don't have to talk about that whatever that are bad. And I get that, but it's never been someone who I could identify with or who looked like me. Megan and I also don't look alike, but um, in, in that spotlight. And so I think that the fact that she kept it so simple and so natural and just kind of like, I'm just going to be me and who I am. Yeah added to I kind of the pride I think of some black women and black girls who get to grow up like my niece is biracial she gets to grow up and and she kind of looks like Megan did when she was little and she gets to actually see like a full-on princess for sure yeah. being herself in that spotlight and I just think that that's going to mean the world to her very mm-hmm. powerful we want to talk about representation on magazine covers. More moments, more moments. Yeah. The Beyonce cover. Yeah, Beyonce mm. cover, Rihanna, British Vogue, mm. like, obsessed. I mean, it's about time. Why do you think people are finally sort of, like, waking up or, like, just getting the memo, like, in magazines especially? It's like the, like, black woman being like, we tried to tell y'all. Like, we've yeah. been saying this <laughs> the whole time. That, yeah. First of all, it's going to be lucrative for you. That shouldn't be the only reason you do it, but it's a good reason. It's lucrative. Black women buy magazines. We have buying power. I also make a point to buy a magazine if a black woman is on the cover. So I spent a lot of money in September. Um, (laughs) And I I think, too, that um, Hollywood is changing in that the, and I think social media has, uh, has to do with this, but the 
actresses and the artists who are the most popular, the most buzz, buzzworthy right now, it is more of a di- diverse group of people. And people love Tracy Ellis Ross. Mm-hmm. People love Beyonce, obviously, and mm-hmm. Rihanna and and um, uh, Zendaya and whoever else was on those September covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, who am I missing? Yara Shahidi, Gabrielle Union, like all yeah. these people are massively popular on social media. They have really popular projects right now. And so I think that sometimes the the uh, excuse is, oh, well, I can't put someone on my cover who people don't know. And that is the excuse of the, the editor-in-chief of British Vogue before Edward NFO said that. Oh, I can't put someone on that people don't know. It's like, okay, well, uh, like Kate Bosworth is on British or on US Vogue all the time. Yeah. And people don't really know Kate Bosworth that much. Yeah sorry right and so I think sometimes that's the the excuse and then this September it was like well we have all of these people that are super popular and they're black yeah so now we're gonna do it yeah yeah but I think that you know having worked at a magazine before they literally you could look at a chart and it would be like all these people on the cover and if there was a woman of color you might see a dip but the problem is is that if you continuously do that you're never going to draw a readership of women of color. Mm, If you consistently have women of color on the cover, that audience knows that you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. And then you can pull in that audience and they might start buying the magazine. And it's also what month were they putting that one Mm. woman of color on? Yeah. Right? Because we know that people buy September issues. People buy whatever other issues in whatever months. And then the low months, that's when they'd be like, okay, we're going to throw Halle Berry a bone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't mean... I don't know what you guys think, but I think there's also more women of color who are working in prominent positions in magazines now. Yeah, that was and that makes point a difference, sure. right? That's a big, but I also think that um, that's one thing we really need to look at when we see the September issues and more women of color on these magazines, more black women specifically is okay but who's running the magazines who's yeah. writing those pieces right i loved that the beyonce piece was written by clover hope who's also a black yeah. woman mm-hmm. but i think that we really need to look at, at that as well then they get a pat on the back right of being like oh we put a black woman on the cover I mean, you're not employing black people you know you, whoever's in charge is not and you're just doing that to kind of put a band-aid on the solution so i think that's another like that's the next step the next step is to then look at who they're employing well beyonce got to pick everyone yeah that was involved exactly. and that was unheard of and she picked i think the photographer was a 21 year old yes tyler artist. what is his yeah. last yeah, name he, tyler photos know, on and that would have yeah. never yeah. happened in yeah. that vogue empire like hiring yeah. like an unknown it's so it true. just it's that's just you don't do that tyler like, you, mitchell sorry okay, i want to yeah. get his name right okay. tyler mitchell yeah because you would just you would be like so grateful for the work and the job and like you nobody would really speak up it took someone as powerful as Beyonce to be like actually I'm gonna do it my way totally. yeah. and these uh-huh. are the creatives I want and uh-huh. and you know what it's it's gonna be even better because of it hopefully we see more of that uh-huh. in 2019 um let's talk about products a little bit yeah um let's get everyone to weigh in with like a fave they've tried this year or something that's like giving you life right now something that's on your top shelf I mean, I actually, I know we're going to talk about skincare, but yeah. I like just got into skincare. Oh, you 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Woo. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not that I wasn't into it. I yeah. just was very low maintenance and kind of lazy about it. And I hadn't found like a product that I really gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. And so this year I really got into Drunk Elephant. Okay. And so I have all Drunk Elephant products and I do a full skincare routine now. And I love it. Yeah. Do you do like a 12-step program? Like I it? mean, it's like a four-step, okay. five-step. What's What one's your fave? 
Um, the serum. It's a night one. The overnight yeah. serum. The pink with the pink top. Yes, that's with the, the pink glycolic. Top. Yes, yeah. yeah. What made you want to like get into it? Were you just and did you like research it? Like, how did you stumble? Yeah. So, drunk so my best friend Liz, uh, Liz Trenier, she's on air um, at eTalk. She and I was her producer at Much Music years ago. Um, she's always been very into skincare and also very into music or in music and very into makeup um, because she has a skin condition and she has uh, one layer of her skin is actually missing. Oh my goodness. And so she has to be very um, cognizant of what she puts on her skin. Mm-hmm. And so she's always been very into makeup and skincare. And I wasn't. And then I just had like a bad skin month. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do, Liz? What do I do? And she was like, okay, this is what you do. These are the sites I go to. Yeah. This is, and not that I was, I was always reading yeah. beauty writing of course. and reading these sites and I was aware of everything. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's called Drunk Elephant TLC Framboose Glycolic yeah, Night some, Serum. Some funny little yeah. name. Yeah, we've interviewed the thing. founder of uh, Drunk Elephant on our show last year. So mm. if you really want to dive deep, go yeah. back. And- <laughs> I will, I will. Yeah. Now, so. do you wash your face in the morning or not? Because she's like a proponent of not washing your face in the morning. I actually don't. Oh, you don't? Perfect. No. That's supposed huh. to balance the mantle. Keep it balanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might like splash a little water or yeah, if I have yeah, a shower yeah. or something but no yeah. I'm not fully washing oh, yeah, my face yeah your skin looks really good yeah right you know. <laughs> by the way <laughs> Kathleen has really good skin like, mm, there's probably a reason why you didn't care about skincare up until yeah, this I mean, year yeah. okay that's I mean that's also part of it yeah. not to be like my skin's amazing but I yeah the part of it was that I was like I don't need to whatever yeah, I've been yeah. using the same four products from Shoppers Drug Mart yeah. for forever why yeah. not or is there any product that you're loving that's giving you life? Like- um, I mean, the thing that has been consistent in my skincare routine yep. that I will not stop using is the SkinCeuticals Seafarelic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just a gimmick. Youth in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you're only supposed to put it on during the day, but I put it on yeah, like double at up, night. baby. Yeah, There's, I just kind of leave do it on. Harm. So yeah. good. Yeah, I could. Dr- I'd drink it if they if that was acceptable. I know. So good. <laughs> That's like the one the one product that I will always keep. Yeah. in my arsenal and in, in invest in. Uh, I just buy Skinceutical facial at the new flagship. Oh in yeah, Toronto. Oh, you guys checked okay. it out? Oh, no, it's called One Clinic down by Queens Key, and they just opened um just opened this sort of clinic, I guess. Okay spa clinic um but it's really cool because you put your face into one of those boxes where it shows what's happening underneath the layers oh, that's scary oh man <laughs> you're like oh my god where's the sunscreen at that's just all I want to know because all you could see is just all these freckles everywhere that are under the surface just waiting to come out but it also showed like orange spots where congestion was oh. like different and white and show your Botox <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it's did. like gotcha yeah <laughs> it had, like, it had needle marks and it was like wow yeah, yeah all, all like the filler it was like oh, I'm intrigued I want to try no. but I'm also I know I'm scared petrified yeah no it's good more more awareness is good right. yes it, um, it'll scare you into using stuff for sure um I have to talk about one product I love this year that we didn't talk yet about okay on, on the show okay and it's the whole Shiseido revamp of, okay they revamped not only their makeup which we've talked about mm-hmm. yeah have you tried any of it I personally haven't yeah um the no she's a Maybelline oh, girl yes, hello that's right. sorry she's, sorry. she's sorry. the L'Oreal girl she doesn't try Shiseido <laughs> right 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 so yeah we'll put you on the hot seat yeah, there. no comment over <laughs> yeah. there. we don't want any I love Maybelline the broken. lipstick I wear Every day, all the time I'm wearing right now is Maybelline. Oh, Wait, is it the Superstay? Yeah, 
Uh, honestly, I mean, I didn't want to sound biased, no. but <laughs> that lipstick I'm is obsessed. Okay, so it's number. It's the number one selling lipstick skew. North Is America. Yes. Wow. Are you wearing it right now? I'm wearing one right now. Okay, two out of the four people at this table are wearing this product. <laughs> what? Yeah. This one Fenty. is called uh, I'm also wearing Fenty, okay, but in yeah. other places. Have you okay. not tried it, Carlene? I don't. Even, I, it's not like ringing a bell. Is it the like, matte I, packaging, matte ink? It's, it's yeah. just yeah. A, I need to yeah. see it. It's I need a, to see it. it I'm bad like with a, names. It's a long I have it in my purse. I'll show it to you. Okay. Let's get it out. She's opening it up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have like six of these. They came out with 10 colors, another 10 colors. And come now, the fuck off. No. How no. do you get this shit off? I mean, there are articles right now. <laughs> Two on, days think, later, my kids are like your lips. I've eaten noodles. <laughs> I've had a Shake Shack burger. I've had an apple. It it's does they're not incredible. Come yeah. off. They don't come off. It does not. It comes and they had to come out with a lipstick. Right. to take it off like okay. a, it's basically oh, like a, like a remover it's a remover oh, I was going to say is there a hack that. to getting it off because sometimes um, you balm. do want to get it so off so you can break it down with a lip balm okay. or like coconut lots, oil or something coconut oil anything okay. um, with an oil ingredient yeah. will break it down to a point yeah. lip balm will help Okay. So if you saturate your lip with any type of lip balm, let it yeah. sit for a bit and then wipe it, it will okay. come off. Okay. Uh, but I honestly, it is the it, because you know what? It doesn't t- feel like shit on your lips. Yeah. No, so you actually forget about it. Right. And then you realize you look at the mirror, you're like, oh my God, I still have my lipstick yeah. on and there's no crusty uh Filling on the yeah, inside the of your lips. The worst. There's no pilling. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, what color is this that you're this wearing? This one. I actually Instagrammed it uh, yesterday from set. It's called Inspire. Okay. See, she still has it on from yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like Kardashian. She's late. Wait, this is the color you're wearing. No, this is. Oh, not I was going to say it this looks is, different. But this is like a really perfect pink yeah. like an everyday perfect pink mm-hmm. and then the one i have on is called fuller okay. and it's kind of that 90s plum yeah it's really nice now. Yeah. Yeah. so what's the shade you have yeah. on kathleen oh i don't remember uh caramel something well it's really like nice. an it's a, a good nude for dark girls okay so currently we have 10 new colors coming out oh, like this it, month oh so um and they're inspired by new york city so they have um they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, we're going to make sure that you guys get them. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, they're amazing. Okay. So, and there's one color in there that is that orangey brown from the 90s. Mm. That is, oh, that sounds you know, it's right up like my that alley. perfect chili color. Yeah. yeah. So uh, okay. look out for it. Okay. Amazing. It. But to Built. finish my thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. My, fa- my favorite skincare, if people haven't tried it Give this it year, Shiseido Essential Energy. Oh. oh. The day cream? insane yeah with the spf it's so good and at first i was like oh why are they revamping everything i love shiseido skincare yeah Mm. it is bomb it is amazing and i gave one jar away by accident because i didn't know how good it was going to (laughs) be and now i need more and they have like three different ones i think because they have a lighter one they have a richer one and like a medium one or there's at least two in terms of texture and then the day cream with the spf i stand by japanese skincare with spf is like the only one that goes on like there's no spf in it do we want to talk about the biggest drama of the year? Yeah, it which was so I dramatic. Think we can all agree year. with Desi M. And the ordinary, <laughs> for all of you ordinary fans out there. I 
Are we giving a recap to everybody? Like, yes. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, so, one year ago, almost to these, this exact date, Carlina and I were sitting down with Brandon Turex. Yes. Yeah. We interviewed him. Go back and listen. Everyone asked us to interview him. We've already done it. It's yeah. like episode It's from January of this year. It launched yeah. in 2018. So the full um, backstory on how he came to create Desi M, yeah, which mm-hmm. really blew up after the, the ordinary. I'm sure everyone mm-hmm. knows it's like yeah. $5 hyaluronic acid bottles yeah. like so cheap and yeah. so good yeah and so he just he was basically in charge of their social media and he started to get increasingly sort of more erratic over time with the social media posts and also calling out youtubers calling out instagrammers calling mm-hmm. out people um at estee lauder who own a minority stake yeah in, 2017 uh, just, um estee lauder bought a minority stake yeah. in the company and that percent and then sort he of shut down things. the stores yeah. yeah so we actually carlene and i were recording the day that that happened no and we, yeah. we were like we don't believe it so we were calling the stores and yeah. no one was literally like on the mic and nothing and it was it said permanently shut down so yeah he just like with one tweet or whatever shut down the entire company and so then very shortly after that he was removed removed by the courts Ontario courts from his position Leonard Lauder has a restraining order against him and then there's also like this rule where he's not supposed to go into any of the stores which he did in New York and then was almost arrested he filmed the whole thing on Instagram but then there were other things outside of that too like there was all like he basically blasted like celebrities he blasted hotels there was basically like eight different conspiracy theories that were being juggled on his Instagram. Yeah. We sat down with him a year ago. He is a genius. Yeah. There is nobody that's mm-hmm. doing what he's doing mm-hmm. in skincare. He created a whole other subcategory of in skincare. Like everybody now is coming out with these like no frills packaging, Just cheap price point. So accessible, accessible. and not insulting people's intelligence. Yes. Like, and, he, right, and he's like right. giving the power, he gave the power back to consumers in a way you make your own regimen. Here's the, the ingredients. They're actually not expensive. Basic formulas that perform. I think think he's still fighting to get back on yeah well his title on his instagram still says ceo of desiem and i think desiem would beg to differ yeah because Um, no and i think they're making moves now to like stabilize everything i read this morning in women's wear daily that um sephora is now selling desiem once again because for a time they were not at the end of the day this brand is making so much money Mm -hmm. yeah that People are going to still like be selling it no matter yeah. really what happens to so him. So he's Canadian. Yes, yeah, he is. he's Canadian. Yeah. Go back yeah. and listen to the episode. And yeah. I think it gives you a picture into his mind. And one thing I want to say, because everybody, everybody was watching with like popcorn emojis because <laughs> it did become like beautytainment, but it's like he was, he has no filter and he was just putting everything out there. I mean, he was, he had pictures of subpoenas on his Instagram, like lawyer emails and phone numbers. Mm So it's that kind of thing where you can't look away, Mm -hmm. but then interspersed, it was like his hotel stays where he was talking about like people breaking into his room and the lights that there was something about the light that he was saying that he felt was, you know, and so I do think that he is not admitted that there's a mental health issue going on there but we really definitely feel strongly that if there is a mental health issue there you know it's not it's not a joke and you know my best wish having interviewed him and having full respect is that he could come out the other side of this and be like look, this is the case, but I'm also a genius. I also built a fucking mega million dollar company. I built products that people love and cherish and adore. And like those two things are not mutually exclusive, you know? And I think the more that we can kind of break down that stigma and like honor people, we all know people who have mental health issues. Mm -hmm. So I, it's sad really. 
Yeah. I think. I, yeah. He's not going to stop fighting. No. I don't know where it's going to end up, but yeah. so much has changed in one year. Yeah. Literally a year ago, mm-hmm. we were just like chatting it out with him and then yeah. something happened. I don't know what happened and stuff went off the rails. Yeah. So my dream is that someday if he can look back at this and mm-hmm. kind of like have some perspective and be able to speak publicly about it right. and somehow get his company back. That's unrealistic probably, but that's my dream. People still love his products and they're going to keep buying them and yeah. they want him to be back in the saddle there. Mm-hmm. Sorry? Are you following this escape the corset hashtag? No. Korean women smashing their beauty products. You're Korean. I'm not trying to put <laughs> I you mean, in a I box. Didn't, but... I, I, I read the articles and I mean, I get it. Nobody wants to spend all their money and the 12 step program, 12 step skin routine into that. I will have to tell you though, Korean women. Yes. It's in their DNA. I mean, growing up, it, they are obsessed with skin. When's the it's, last time you were there? I was there when I'm 17. Okay. And I was, I just got back from Florida. So I was really tanned. Mm-hmm. And I had hair down to my, like, long, like, really long hair. And girls my age in Korea all had, you know, a, like, the bob haircut. They wear uniforms. Pale. They all mm-hmm. want to be, like ghostly pale right so they look like they look at me like I was some sort of alien like right. they just were like you're not Korean and they're so blunt we're very blunt okay so there's no filter um sounds like the Croatians That's it's how really no like oh you're filter. fat or you're <laughs> yeah. like what's wrong with your skin you every should time s- my mom sees me she's like oh you've gained weight I'm like thanks it's mom. literally you don't eat enough but the moment you gained a little weight it's like eat 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 and yeah. then oh you're so fat why are you so fat <laughs> like but yeah, they're, I mean, it's, I think it's just ingrained in how they look. They're the number one cosmetic, uh, like it's growing up, even I knew the eyelid surgery was right. just a thing. Like all my friends in Toronto, when they turned 17, 18, they would get, they would go magically to Korea for the Stop. summer and then come back with the eyelid. Stop. Like, it's, it's a known thing. It's a known thing. When my daughter was born, she was born with the eyelid. Mm-hmm. And all of my mother's friends would say to me, you saved yourself some money because you don't have to t- get her for, the- you don't what? have to do the eyelid surgery. It, it, it's just a thing. It's crazy. Wait, have you had eyelids? I haven't. I, okay. And I mean, I have big eyes, even though I have a mono lid, but yeah. I just, I mean, my parents didn't have money to send me to Korea and get a, yeah. So then does this make you feel anything when you hear, because this is what, if you follow this hashtag, there's like a lot of women who they're stomping on products and things like that. But I think a lot of the messaging is also about the cosmetic surgery and they're like, we don't want to conform to this look. Like, does that give you any kind of emotional feeling? There's a movement, obviously, because there is a standard in Korea to have this perfect porcelain skin and um they they spend so much money and energy into the beauty industry that mm-hmm. i think there is a retaliation and i i'm i'm for it i'm like yeah, yeah. you want to you want to be you know you don't want the eyelid surgery you can still be beautiful yeah. uh you want to have tan skin yeah. great like have some individuality there yeah i mean they all kind of See, look very like similar conforming. Yeah, yeah they all have the same eyebrows yeah. like it's a very straight boyish brow they all look very similar that yeah. pale yeah. skin with the blurred lip and the you know it's yeah yeah i, I feel See, it's, it's hard time. it's hard for me to like 
because it, it, to me it sounds sad, especially when you talk to your uh, talk about your daughter. Because I'm like, you know, I'm a mom too, right, and I right. I would feel like if if my kid was like, I want to change my eyes or something, you know, I would be kind of sad. But having said that, when I was 13, I had my ears pulled back, so I have to be real about that, right. you know. And um, that was huge for me. Like I feel like that was life changing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in the end it was good for my self-esteem right um because I was always hiding you know and I just felt like it represented that look represented something that wasn't me right and I wanted to you know I was um held back by that so I feel like if I hadn't have had that done I may have had a different high school experience being much more shy Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because I think I was kind of introverted but then ended up coming out of my shell and and it was actually covered by OHIP at the time. Really? Wow. Because they because the doctor asked me some questions and they were like, they considered that if this affected your self-esteem like that, they were gonna pay. Mm-hmm. So I didn't pay a dime for the surgery. I wonder at the if time. it's if it's state like covered in Korea to get that surgery. It, it's I don't think no, it's not covered. Okay. It's just they do it so much that it's also very inexpensive it's like there a rite of passage mm-hmm. or it, something? literally it's like botox like yeah, wow. it's so there it's crazy. done so well there and it's it's also not very expensive okay. and you're also not going to do it in north america right. you're going to go to korea and do wow. it i mean listening to all this i think that as it does often the problem goes back to the ideal of beauty mm-hmm. is whiteness and like a white look like the Mm -hmm. eyelid situation is like you wanted to look like Cher or Mm -hmm. whatever your friends grew up wanting and that is like the ideal beauty is an eyelid that is that a white person almond shaped western Western eye yeah right and so I think that the going back to the self-esteem and and you know people can do whatever they want to make themselves feel better about themselves but the problem is when we look at what makes people feel better or what they're trying to fit into. And if it's only one look and it's mm-hmm. one thing, agree. that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I think that movement is needed, mm-hmm. like especially in Korea because mm-hmm. yeah. they're just saying like, hell no, we are also yeah. don't need to spend thousands of dollars on yeah. like a 12 step skincare routine. Mm-hmm. We maybe don't want skin like eye surgery and right, this surgery right. and yeah. uh, like, and dyeing my hair and uh, you know it, they're just revolting back to maybe something yeah. individual and yeah. accepting who they are but this is definitely yeah. an example of where like social media like the power it's women incredible coming women around. coming together mm-hmm. around a single hashtag where mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been that easy yeah you know for sure even yeah. five years ago yeah so. okay we really have to move on now let's talk about the most googled beauty questions in 2018 do you guys know what it is no no okay how to apply magnetic lashes was number one do those work they're they're really hard to get on but they they have mercy what is (laughs) it like that what are you saying grace i just they're not they don't look as good as when a makeup artist does them that's for sure i have like semi-permanent ones on right now i was gonna say your lashes look i'm beside (laughs) you so i can see the profile i'm like holy yeah these are not real um and then when I don't have them on, I, I use the, the glue and the whatever, yeah. and I'm terrible at it. So magnetic ones yeah. seem like a solution to me. Yeah. But I haven't heard any, they're I haven't like, read the reviews yet. They're tough to get on. And also like, there's only like really one shape. So it's almost like when you have one on, it's not enough. 
Mm-hmm. You need like two. It's not long enough. This I'm way, just but... gonna say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cut like, through the shit. Can I yes. just why? Thank you. Next. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> like just no. But why? I Tell just. Well, one, Jill just said it. There's only one shape. Also, okay. like the me- like, how thick is that? And yeah. and just no. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're like it's I'm not gonna look natural. Yeah. It's- okay. Skip those. Yeah. Now this is interesting. So one is magnetic lashes. Two is what is a lash lift, and three is how to remove individual eyelashes. So lashes clearly were huge. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, that's the yeah. number one thing I Google because I never help, know. Right? It's so it's so hard. Yeah. 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 Teach me your ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how to remove individual eyelashes was kind of perplexing to me because I'm like, you is just, this people that are getting lash yes, inserts? I think so. And they're trying yeah. to remove oh. one yes. without it looking really ratchet. Yeah. Is that what they're doing? Or maybe sometimes when you go and get those semi-permanent lashes, because yeah. I remember getting that done years ago, and then it's like some fall off, but then mm-hmm. you're stuck with that yeah. one. Yeah, and you like, try to get, I mean, you. I just pull them off, and then right. I and pull then, off my eyelashes. Yeah, and, and then you're like, thank you. How do you do, do that? that, Grace, since we have you here? If you had I one mean, to get rid of. You use a tweezer yeah. and a magnifying glass and just hope for and the like, best. And like coconut oil to like... Um, I mean, what would you do? I would just pull it. <gasps> yeah, it hurts. I mean, <sighs> okay. And then there's cat eye, how to do, how to take off makeup without makeup wipes. So I think that's probably those like makeup erasing towels and the halo. Um, how to glue down eyebrows <laughs> was another one. What does that what? mean? I don't get it. I don't, I think, I don't oh, know. Oh, you know what that probably is? Like dry cleaning. Oh, oh yes. Okay. That's right. Because yeah. yeah. they use the glue stick. Yes. I've seen that on RuPaul. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Right. And okay. maybe that they, makes or sense. Or maybe they were trying to re- redo the rihanna like maybe cover that up and right do the, thin, the I don't thin know. ones yeah what concealer to use was another one how to fix cakey makeup um how to apply aloe vera was another is one is that hard people <laughs> i don't what? know apply aloe like vera that's what like it, putting lotion on yeah, yeah just like pop, they might maybe, have just maybe saw it's something the, maybe it's the plant maybe they're like how do i yeah you just use... fucking pop it off and well, then you they, just put it on had, well, there's the answer <laughs> i guess I guess not everybody knows that. Clearly and what hair don't. color looks best on me? I mean, yes, yeah, I would agree. That's okay. That's a perennial. What question. is the trend you guys want to die? The beauty trend you want to just leave it in 2018 or product? Well, I just think I'm just so over too much makeup. Okay. Mm-hmm. It like makeup should look, your skin should look like skin. You don't need like a brow that looks like a hockey stick like (laughs) no but you know what i like it's like full-on makeup like right it's it's not necessary right it's not for the everyday person yeah yeah Yeah. and i just think that expectation is like really unrealistic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. what about you kathleen um i don't love glitter brows that I feel like we saw a lot of this yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Even like I love Fenty, but like the glitter bomb. Yeah. I'm like, what is, what am I doing with yeah. this? Yeah. And I think people are waking <laughs> up to the fact that glitter, a lot of them are not great for the environment. Yeah. Right. And still was huge on the runways for spring again. Yeah. So much glitter. It was. Yeah. Oh God. It's so still, much it's here to stay. My other thing that sort of needs to die and it's kind of around lashes is like, I just can't handle when people get lashes on and they just don't know how to deal with them as they're growing out right and they're I, i'm like they or they just look really or when it's too much and they <laughs> yeah, look like snuffleupagus yeah, like they look like and i was like girl go easy on the eye envy like or oh, right and oh my, wait does eye envy work it does. Yes, it does it does should i do that yeah do that okay. in, instead of the do the eye envy and then do a lash lift but then how yeah. long is it going to take for the eye envy like when these are out 
because I just feel like something's missing when I don't have eyelashes right. on now. Well, then and just so use like, like fake lashes in between. what a lash okay. lift is exactly? It literally is like, is it like permanently. Yes. Okay. But they, it la- lifts your lash to the point where it looks like you've held your curling. Okay. Uh, like your lash curler for like five minutes. Are they putting like perming solution next so. to your eyeball? I think so. Okay. Interesting. But, hmm. and then it only lasts like six weeks, but right. they literally stand up in like a 45 I'm degree. I'm wow. frightened. Wow. But curious. They all hey, I'll do it. <laughs> I will do it. Clean beauty. Don't we need more regulation, weeks. but okay. yes, let us perm our damn lashes. Right. <laughs> and I need to also just see excessive packaging that's got to go it's true and i know skincare Mm, was fucking huge this year but how many more brands need to launch like how many skincare brands do we actually need Mm-hmm. I'm it's, just curious. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's, you know just, what I mean? it's like inundated. we have one that goes with our period. We have one that goes with the fucking climate we live in. We have <laughs> like cannabis. Really? Yeah. Out the what else can we think of? I think the, people are just going to retract and be like, "I'm only going to use the one skincare." Yes, product. it is going to. Yeah. That's going to be the backlash for sure. Honestly, nobody has time to do all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I also tell you my skincare theory as to why it's so popular right now? Yes, I think mainly because self-care is also very popular and it's like a nice thing you can do for yourself but also filters on instagram and facetune and all Mm -hmm. that makes everybody think that everybody else's skin is perfect preach it lady right (laughs) so true so you're like at home looking at instagram being like well everybody's skin is so perfect how do i get that perfect skin and so then you go to skincare and it's like nobody's skin is that perfect yeah Yeah. nobody no matter how much skincare you freaking buy nobody's skin is going to look like that fucking facetune face yeah Yeah. those filters are ruining everybody i agree honestly because I I did a photo shoot where it was a real person, yeah, and she got her photo done by a like a very well known celebrity photographer, and she looked at the photos and she said, "I don't look like that." And we were like, "What?" And she's like, "Because she's so used to seeing herself in a Snapchat filter." Yeah. We just all looked at her in disbelief. You're like, because girl, it's right here. This is <laughs> you. This is, truth. This is how it. you look. Yeah. This is this what is you. What do you mean my eyes look? Is she using that filter, filter. that opens yes. your eyes yes. by yeah. one third? Yes, 100% and blurring out Stop. her skin. And she's so used to seeing herself that way. But she yeah. can't even see she her can't real even self. Just, no. wow. Guys, and I'm scared right. for the world. I'm scared I, for I will my say, children. I will say that I do, <laughs> I do use the like blur make my skin look a little bit better on Instagram. I, do I mean, I do love that one. The one with the <laughs> filter co- like, You know yeah, what? I, do I would, I do but that. I don't know how. <laughs> oh, I'll show you. I'll show you. I do. I think it's, I think it's unrealistic and it's ruining the world, but I use it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks Bye. Us. Happy thanks holidays, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like I said.